everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Back Builders Podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Munden. For those of you guys who are new here, some quick links to reference are my Patreon, where you could sign up for as little as $1 a month for exclusive podcast episodes. Just Google search Forrest Munden and Patreon. It'll pop right up. Secondly, I have my Instagram, which is Munden, M-U-N-D-E-N underscore Forrest with two R's. Also, you can follow me there. My podcast is available on all platforms, iTunes, Audible, Google, everything. Check it out. Glad to have you here. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Backbuilders podcast. Just coming up on the end of the month here. So for those of you guys who stuck around for my July patron, just to let you guys know I appreciate you fully. And uh, let's go ahead and move into August here. I'm probably going to publish this episode either today or tomorrow. Not really sure. Maybe I'll do it today for the patrons and then tomorrow for the public. Um, But this was requested by the public. I uh, had a bunch of topics laid out. I asked which topics did you guys want me to discuss. I actually didn't even look at the poll results yet. Let me actually see here. Okay, so... Sorry, I should have this prep before, but it's all good. All right, so I said, what episode do you guys want me to, want to hear next? I did how to create content when nobody's looking. And that was basically like, how do you stay motivated when you're not getting feedback? How do you stay inspired when you're not really getting like that social approval that you need to like let you know that you're on the right track? So I think that would be a really good episode for content creators. Injury recovery, which is going to be this episode. How to find spring water. I'm not necessarily on the top of my priority just because I've given so many resources already. Um, And obviously I'm not an expert, so I might just scratch that one, but we'll see. And then there's how to fight self-sabotage. So this one is going to be injury recovery. I have a little bit of input to provide for this one. Now, I'm no physical therapist, so I can't sit here and tell you exactly what you need to do for these specific injuries, but rather I'm going to hopefully provide you at least some mental tips in order to overcome injury and uh, kind of shift your idea of an injury, if you will. Call it neurological programming. I don't care what you call it. We're going to look at things from a different perspective. I recently overcame my last injury, which was a pretty painful ligament tear. I've talked about it before, how it was super, super painful. Um, I was instantly struck and just shocked at how painful a ligament tear could be. It sent me into a spin, started sweating, started getting dizzy. It's happened in jiu-jitsu. I kept sparring, but just thought I was going to be okay. The night came around. My foot got super swollen. Um, couldn't sleep at all that entire night, just the, the pain through the entire night. I, I knew I had to go to the ER that morning. Woke up in the morning, went straight to the ER, thought my foot was broken, ended up being just a ligament tear, but just a ligament tear is not just, that's not to simplify it. It's important because it's so freaking painful and it actually could have put me back a lot further than it actually did. So how does one overcome an injury? Well, obviously it depends on what that injury is. If you have a fucking broken neck and you're paralyzed from from the waist down, that's a little different, okay? But right now we're talking about Broken legs, arms, separated shoulders, torn ligaments, um, things that are easily recoverable from. But even if you have a long-term injury, then this is still going to help you. So first, the first thing that I did was I had to accept the fact that I had 
at least to a certain extent, an injury. Now, I wasn't handicapped. I think that the first thing that you don't want to start doing is you don't want to start downward spiraling. You don't want to get into that state where it's like, woe is me. I feel so bad for myself. Now my, you know, the next eight weeks of training is going to completely be ruined. I can't do this. I can't do that. You don't want to fall into that headspace. So immediately you have to affirm, I'm only injured. I'm not broken. I'm only injured. I'm not broken. I'm only injured. I'm not broken. An injury is just a reminder that you're immortal, that you were putting effort into the game of life, that you were trying something and you were out there and you were doing it and you've gotten an injury. Now, your injury can be made much, much worse by telling yourself that you are... To, to, it's very, very, very easy to think, oh, if I only would have moved slightly to the left, then I wouldn't have gotten injured. If I only would have you know, maybe not gone for that triangle or maybe not hit that bike jump. Maybe, maybe. And you just keep hitting yourself with these, like these mind numbing maybes where you just dig yourself into this really deep hole. Fuck that. Just you're, you're injured. Like stop looking back on it. Stop being in the past and thinking, Oh, if I only didn't take that left turn or if I only stopped at that stop sign, Oh, if I, but it's, it just, it makes everything way worse. So just let that go straight out the bat. Secondly, start researching what exactly your injury is and start getting feedback from other people who have maybe had that same injury as you. So the first thing that I did when I found that I had a ligament tear is I started doing research into ligament tears and the internet is an amazing place. You have tons of resources. I mean, you could pretty much research just about everything if you just put in the time. So I started researching ligament tears and I started searching severity of it and recovery times and certain things you can and can't do when you have a ligament tear. Great. Start doing that right off the bat. Okay. If you can seek out a physical therapist, if you can't, it's not that big of a deal. You could be your own physical therapist like 80% of the time. Okay. Physical therapists are going to hate me for saying that, but I don't know. They call me self overly self-reliant, but I don't believe you need a th physical therapist unless you absolutely need one. Um, so thirdly, you start, you, you have to figure out how to see this, this as a blessing in disguise because it, it is a blessing in disguise. And one of the things that I noticed that when I got my injury, first of all, I learned what not to do when it came to this move that I tried to try to do. I try to like leap over my training partner and I came down toe first. And I, first of all, I realized, okay, well, not going to do that shit anymore. Secondly, I realized I was overtraining. So my body was extremely vulnerable. I was probably dehydrated. I was probably lacking certain nutri nutrients. I was probably not stretching enough. So all these things come into play where I'm like, okay, looking up to it, I've made a series of wrong choices that it's now preventable because I've identified what I did wrong leading up to it. Now, are you going to have that each and every single time? Is it always going to be preventable? No, obviously not. You know, things happen, accidents and stuff like that. Maybe somebody else injured you, you injured yourself, whatever. Um, but there are certain steps that you could take towards identifying patterns of injury. If you keep getting the same injury over and over again, that's insane, bro. You should probably stop doing that. If you're constantly getting your neck crank in jiu-jitsu, you should probably stop going for that double leg that you suck at because you kept getting put in a guillotine or learn how to do a freaking double leg better. Okay. Now back to the blessing in disguise. There is always a moment of clarity after an injury where you realize well, shit, I got to shift focus a little bit. I can't train. Like for me, I was like, I can't train jujitsu anymore. My, I, I could barely even walk. How am I going to train jujitsu? 
Well, I could drill techniques that don't require me on my feet. That's totally possible. Started doing that. Started going in an open mat and training with my partners where I wasn't even on my foot at all. I didn't spar at all. Okay, too easy. I could do that. All right, what else can I do? Well, I can optimize my nutrition because what you don't want to do after an, in an injury is you don't want to fall into a into entropy. You don't want to start decaying. So if you have like a broken hand or something, what you don't want to do is you don't want to um, not stretch out that hand or that arm or 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 I I'm I found something really interesting. I'm gonna digress a little bit here. I've I've been reading this book. It's really good so far. It's called The Art of Learning. And in this book, the author talks about how he was a master chess player. Um, I think there's even a movie inspired about him. And then he ended up, as he got older, getting into Tai Chi. And whatever your whatever your view of Tai Chi is, I, I don't care. What happened during Tai Chi is that this guy broke his hand and he had to figure out a way how to not let his hand decay like muscular like from a muscular perspective not let that muscle decay because he had to compete in seven weeks so what he actually did while he was in a cast was if you guys know what push hands is it's basically uh, a martial art tai chi is you're using your hands on it's kind of bullshit it's kind of cringe compared to like other forms of mma but i, I whatever so he he what he started doing was he started focusing on how to use his left hand Okay, because his right hand was completely broken. He became a master at his left hand. Now, that's cool. I get it. You know, you, you became really good at using your left hand in Tai Chi, whatever. But what I found most fascinating is that in order to prevent his hand from falling into total and complete atrophy, he had to visualize his movements. He had to visualize his strengths. He had to visualize like he was still training that right arm. In other words, it's kind of like phantom hand syndrome where he visualized his arm training and moving and the atrophy wasn't nearly as bad simply because he told his mind that he was not injured. A lot of injuries are made way worse when you constantly affirm the fact that you're injured and you make the conscious choice to sit around. This is when people get more injured. Is when you make the conscious choice to sit around, play computer games, eat potato chips and watch TV. But instead, he took that as an opportunity to not only learn how to use a different aspect of his martial art and his left hand, learning a whole new game, how to deflect uh, two hands with his singular hand and his weak hand on top of that. But he also visualized his body not falling into atrophy after a, an injury. I think the mind is extremely, extremely powerful when it comes to something like affirmations and visual visualizations. So I think that if there's anything that I would have done differently on my last injury, it's that I wouldn't have constantly affirmed to myself that I was injured. I wouldn't have told myself, oh, you can't do this because you're injured. You can't do that. You can't go on this walk because you're injured. You can't do this training because you're injured. When it's like, it's like, okay, maybe I can't, but to sit there and like t constantly affirm injury, injury, injury. It's kind of like when you get really, really, when you start feeling sickness coming on, like an illness, like a sore throat or something. And, it, and if you notice that when you start affirming illness, you start becoming ill. I bet you right now that if I sat in bed and I affirmed illness, if I constantly told my mind and convinced my mind that I was sick, I would, to a certain extent, become ill. 
I will to a certain extent become sick. And I know this to be true because first of all, I've done it. And secondly, COVID-19, that whole bullshit thing that happened, all of a sudden, when everybody was told about the symptoms of this COVID-19 variant, this COVID-19, everybody became symptomatic, right? Everybody had headaches, sore throats, fatigue. They had all of it. Same thing could be said with any other injury. When you start researching, it's kind of like when you go on Google and you research like, why do I have a headache? It's like brain cancer. Oh God. And I start believing that I have brain cancer. My headaches are going to get worse. Same thing that can happen with an injury. Now, am I going to sit there and mend a broken leg just by simply thinking about it? No, obviously not. You're going to need medical treatment at that time, at that point. But I'm saying that affirming injury will only lead to more injury and also slow down your healing time. So you have to figure out how to kind of leverage this kind of stuff. Injuries are going to happen. They're, they are, especially if you're a high performance athlete, they're going to happen. Okay. So what I had to do was I kind of realized that it was time for me to go into more of an introspective kind of slow state, still training jujitsu, not sparring at all, kind of just dr drilling technique. I took that as an opportunity. I was like, okay, you know what? I could lose 10 pounds time to optimize nutrition. I can't train as hard as I want to, but I can optimize optimize my nutrition. Boom. Too easy. I can read more because I have more time because I'm not able to train nearly as much as I was before. Boom. Start reading more books, audiobooks, pick up a new freaking hobby, pick up painting or whatever it is, something to kind of leverage the newfound time that you have and to shift your perspective. Ryan Holiday always talks about how the obstacle is the way. Maybe there is a reason for you getting injured. Maybe there is something that you had to discover on the opposite end of your injury. Okay. I often talk about how the universe tests man through injuries and it's almost like the God or gods or whatever you want to define the divine as it's almost like they want to see how you will recover from this injury. It's almost like they injure you because they're testing you. They want to see how you're going to come out of it. Are you going to come out of it stronger? Are you going to come out of it more resilient, more fit, or are you going to come out of it weaker? And at the end of the day, it comes down to a choice. How are you going to respond to the injury? How are you going to respond to that fatigue? Are you going to let it cripple you or are you going to let it make you more tough? It's a choice. Everything is always a choice. Now, if you noticed, I can't sit here and I can't give you actual legitimate advice about how to heal your broken arm, how to heal your broken shoulder. That's for the doctor to decide. That's for you to do your own research on or whatever. But what I'm giving you is mental tips on how to overcome certain injuries. And this is what I did to overcome my injury. Eventually, you got to get back out there. You got to get back into that game. You got to give yourself enough time to heal, but not so much time that you start falling into atrophy and then you lose motivation or inspiration or whatever. But the point is, is that there's always other things to be done. And there's always lessons to be learned in every injury and in every mistake. It just comes to leveraging your perspective on the injury. Is this a blessing or is this a curse? Choice is yours. Have a fantastic Friday, guys. I'll see you for the next episode.